This is the Go Radio Football Show Podcast. Hosted by Rob McLean, John Hartson and Stephen Cragen. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Fantastic weather here in Glasgow in the West as the window closes. Last night at midnight, plenty of action. What do you think for your team? Was it a good transfer window 2021? What do you reckon? Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven with the top opinions in a few moments. On the night when Scotland play back in the World Cup qualifiers, it's going to be tough in Vienna against Denmark. And has there ever been a match when we've lost so many players because of COVID and because of injuries? We'll give you the team news in the second hour of the programme. But yeah, you know the headlines this morning for Celtic fans challenging, trying to get back to the top of the table and to win it again this year against Champions Rangers. Well, Edouard has gone. Christie late last night to Bournemouth and Griffiths to Dundee. In the door, Jota from Benfica, Gigi, Gio Gikamakis and Carter Vickers, who was at Bournemouth, but he's from Tottenham. What do you reckon, Celtic fans? Is it going to be enough to challenge the champions who beat you on Sunday afternoon at Ibrox? 0808 17 17 700. And for Rangers, it was Barry Ferguson who said it in July, Rangers don't need to sell. It has baffled loads of people, but Barry, you've been right. But have Rangers done enough in the window as we see Itton and Katic out on loan, but no other business this week? Yeah, well, I thought maybe one, um, but obviously you've just mentioned two's went out. Obviously, Cedric Itton, it's no work for him. Let's be honest, we struggle to get game time. Katic just coming back for a long-term knee injury. Um, but look, I was confident Rangers have got a chairman in place who backs a manager and it was only going to take a crazy bid if one of the star players were to get sold. And obviously that didn't happen. So I think Rangers have kept the, the, their best players and I think they're in a, a good place now to go and hopefully try and retain the, the league title. Because that'll be the question, Davey, won't it? Will Rangers yeah. be strong enough then? It's tough to retain a championship, but they've done well at the weekend. And what about Celtic signings? Yeah, I mean, Cameron Carter-Vickers for me is an absolute must uh, and I think he will be an upgrade in what Celtic have at centre-back at the moment. You know, the question would be, having lost Edward and Christie, both for me top players, I know Edward hasn't been doing it, he's still a top player and until we actually see just how good Jota and Gio Kamakis are, you know, I think the jury's got to be out in this window but I'm, I'm Certainly pleased that Celtic have managed to get a proper centre-back in. I wonder what St Johnson fans think, and Scottish fans in general, with Jason Kerr away for, what, half a million, 600,000? And Ali McCann, just over a million pounds, Barry. 1.2 million uh, as he goes down to Preston North End. That's surely great business for Frankie McAvoy. But what does it tell you about Scottish football? Yeah, look, he's a, a young boy that I've watched over the last year or so and he's he's impressed me. He's got better and better, Paul. He's, he's matured into a fine midfielder. Um, you're disappointed when you see good young players leave our league. Um, I was surprised that there wasn't more of an interest in, in Rangers and Celtic thinking maybe to take him and maybe loan him back for the season to St. Johnson. Why not? Look, I don't know. Listen, everybody's got different opinions on players. I'm only giving you my opinion. I think he's a fine young midfielder and he's, he's still going to get better and better. Um, but listen, I think Preston have done a good bit of business, £1.2 million. Um, mm. It's not a hell of a lot of money. Um, that's why I'm surprised that Rangers or Celtic didn't sniff about him. Davey? Big, the big shock for me, Paul, Ryan Christie at Bournemouth. What is that about? Why is Ryan Christie leaving Celtic to go to a club like Bournemouth. 
I mean, it's village green stuff down there. I don't care how much money he's on. Mm. 11,500 when the ground's full, they get applauded off the pitch. They could lose 2 or 3 nil to get applauded off the pitch. It's Camberwick Green compared to Glasgow Green, you know that? Yeah. It's unbelievable. 60,000 to 11,500. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. And, and I know it's, listen, yeah. it's, clearly it's all about money. But to, to leave Celtic to go to Bournemouth is staggering. Mm. Barry, it tells you everything there, yeah, doesn't I've it? I've played yeah. there, I'm sure Dave, Davey's commentated there a number of times. Uh, and as I was surprised how small the stadium was when, what, I, when what, I played there. What ground did it remind you of? Livingston. Oh, Livingston, Livingston, obviously yeah. Livingston with, with red seats because Bournemouth obviously yeah. playing, <laughs> playing red. But it's very similar to Livingston Stadium. Yeah. As I said, it was like a kind of... Wow. Festival atmosphere when you played there. It was. It wasn't intimidating or whatever. So yep, I'm with Davy. I'm surprised that Ryan Christie's chosen to go there. At Celtic, you're under all sorts of pressures. But yeah, listen, the big thing is you've got a real chance of winning trophies. I'm not saying Bournemouth ain't going to challenge for the championship down in England, but you want to, as a footballer, you mm. want to play in front of the big stadiums and big crowds and be under pressure. Mm. Um, but Ryan Christie's chosen, and as what Davy says. As financially, he's going to get a good deal down there. But I, I would have said that Celtic would have offered him a good, a sure. good deal as well. Mm. You got to question his ambition, mm. um, and he will be getting a, a, a right good sweetener. I'm would sure. he double his money roughly? I, he probably, yeah. probably will, which reflects very poorly in our game up here that we yeah. can't match that mm. kind of money anymore. But for Ryan Christie to to go to the the second tier of English football, I would understand if it had been Southampton or an Aston Villa yeah. or an Everton, mm. and I think he's good enough to play for any of the three I've just named. Yeah. But Bournemouth, I mean, I, I don't get it at all. Yeah, but he is, he's good enough to play in the English Premier League. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But where's the ambition? As you say, his ambition will be to win the Championship and to come up into the Premier League. Well, that's yeah. maybe a route he sees. Mm. Um, but look, I, I know there was interest for a, a number of clubs. Mm. David just mentioned Southampton. Burnley were keen on trying to get a deal done, done yesterday. Um, and I think he's a good enough player to certainly play in the, um, the Premier League down in England. For Edward, top scorer again last season. I saw his uh, affectionate note to the Celtic fans. So much yeah. happens on social media. He gave them some great days though, but it was time to go. Yeah, oh. yeah I mean, t- time to go, I think, was last season. Yeah. Uh, and obviously because the 10 was on the line, Celtic were desperate to keep him. The player has not been happy. Uh, wanted a significant wage rise, didn't get it. Um, and, you know, and <sighs> again, we're back to 10 in a row. Um, for, for me, Celtic should be measuring themselves in Europe. And they, they've taken a, a big financial hit on a player, I think, at one time. They, they could have got between 20 and 25 million. You know, mm. if they can get if Celtic could get 25 million for Kieran Tierney, they could have got that for Edward when he was at his best. The list of players who came in over the summer for Celtic, and we're mentioning them first because they are challenging. Rangers did their business over the last couple of years. Barry, you always said they got the business done early. I, I think, think it's yeah. important, Paul, when mm. you get, get them in early through the doors first day pre-season they get used to the surroundings they get used to the t- their teammates they get used to the pressures yep. um, that they're going to be, be playing under mm-hmm. um, so I think that's important as a manager that you do get your business done as early as possible Celtic fans what do you think coming in over the summer Liam Shaw Uruhide is in Abada who's started really well Kyogo what more can we say uh, Carl Starfelt the jury is very much out not least you Davey on that one but I mean everyone can see it Joe Hart of course from Spurs James McCarthy still to see him he played a few minutes uh, Juranovic came on did well I think what do you think on Sunday 08, 08 17 17 700 Jota coming in there was a reserve on him of 80 million at one point wasn't there in Benfica they had that there uh, he went out on loan he was Real Valladolid last year 
but uh, he's come back. He's coming to Celtic. Jiko Makis uh, from Venlo. They were relegated, but yeah. top scorer. Can you ever remember that happening? The, the top scorer? No, I, yeah. I, I can't. His numbers are, are terrific. He didn't do well at AEK Athens, but mm. his numbers in Holland have been terrific. The only thing I would say in relation to players coming in from some of the European leagues, um, you know, Celtic have signed players in the past from European leagues who've come here and, and they just couldn't cut it. Ayeti mm. is a good example. Scored for fun in Switzerland. Um, went at West Ham, couldn't cut it and, and hasn't cut it in Scotland. So you're always taking a chance, I think. Samaras apparently advised them to come to Celtic. He's the president of the club over there. He's from uh, Crete and the, the Celtic fans loved him. Barry, you did, did you play against? Uh, yeah, you played did against, indeed. Yeah. Yep, he, he was, yep. uh, he was a dangerous, yeah, he was uh, a dangerous yep. um, player. He was, he was decent. He, he was uh, on his day. Um, big Samaras could could uh, certainly win a game of football with a bit of magic. Ooh ah, that's what they said about him, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I certainly didn't say that. <laughs> no, did you give him a few ooh ahs a couple of times, Barry? There's a few good tussles out. Uh, Edward, 14.5 million plus add ons. They're saying about 18, 18.5 million. Scott Brown to Aberdeen. Um, who else has gone? Uh, Okoflex to West Ham. Jack Henry, who's moved again. Well, yeah. Well, they flipped him. Yeah. I mean, they'd, they'd Ostend have made 5 million quid in him. I don't know who the, who did the deal, who made it a 1.5 million option for for Ostend, who at Celtic came up with that one, but they need their backside kick. Because, well, the thing is, they made a million. Ostend have made five million quid on him, and of course, Celtic got one million. Yeah, apparently, apparently. I, know, I know. You know, Ryan Christie been allowed to run his contract down. Yeah, crazy. And Ayer has gone, of course. Um, who else? Uh, and Cham has been released, and uh, Lee Griffiths up to Dundee. I thought it was a bit rich that Lee Griffith said, oh, I feel, you know, I'm welcomed, I'm wanted at Dundee. Do you not think that he was given every chance at Celtic? Probably given too many chances. Mm. And I've, I've been guilty of defending Lee Griffiths yeah. because I, I really did hope and feel there was still a player in there. Um, but you're right, Celtic have looked after him. They've gone above and beyond to try and get him back into shape. And he hasn't played ball. He hasn't done his bit by, by getting match fit. So he can moan all he wants, but he had every chance. What do you think of the window, Davy? Have Rangers done enough over the past few months? Are Celtic doing enough to challenge them, do you think? I think, I think Rangers had a good window in that they didn't lose Morelos or Kent. Mm. They've, they've lost players on loan that they can afford to, to, to lose. Um, Celtic, by losing Edward and Christie, have lost two boys that we, we know can cut it up here, that can be very good up here. We still don't know how good the boys are that are, that are coming in. It's going to be the key question, Barry, isn't it? Will they be strong enough? Will they settle well, in? The well, the good thing players? for Rangers is that this group of players know each other inside mm. out. In terms of Celtic, they're bringing a lot of numbers in and it's, it's sometimes difficult to integrate them into a certain way of playing and, and getting used to what they're going to be counting. Because I tell you, these players that Celtic have signed, certainly the, the three yesterday, won't know what's hit, uh, hit them when they, they come into the stadium and they see the atmosphere and they see the, the pressures that are under. That, that's the advantage Rangers have got. They've kept all their big big players. They've no sold any and they've added early doors in the window. Do you think they got offers, Barry? Do you think Rangers got offers yep. for yeah, Morelos, yep. Kent? And... But they were adamant, David, that they wouldn't sell. They had a certain price on each player's head right. and if that wasn't met, they weren't selling. I see, though, that Stephen Gerrard did say a few weeks ago, Morella is all this talk about it. I don't know where the interest is. Yeah. I don't think there was a firm... I think at Kent, there was clear interest yeah. in Ryan Kent. Mm -hmm. I think there was a bit on Kamara mm -hmm. and certainly uh, Barisic. And it looked like that on Sunday when Barisic after the game. It was a bit strange. What was that all about? I, I don't know. I don't he know. thought he was going. That's yeah. what it was about. He definitely thought he was going. Yeah. Something's happened there. There's, there's a move there that's fallen mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would, player wouldn't react like that after the old film. Yeah. I know he's happy he's won the game, but... Yep. 
It was almost like a personal thank you to the Rangers fans. Mm -hmm. This is my this is my final bow here, wasn't it? And he left them with that corner kick, didn't he? Which he took perfectly, and Hollander uh, yeah, did the rest. It wasn't his best game. I've got to be honest with you, Barris. It's mm. a, I says that on Sunday. Some of his deliveries were were a way off, but the one bit of uh, quality in the game was a corner kick from Barisic, um, and obviously Hollander knocked it into the net. Any other headlines on the transfer window? Looking around, we mentioned St. Johnson earlier on. Two of their well, their captains away and their. Brilliant midfielder Ali McCann and Jason Kerr, the captain's gone. Uh, just looking round there, Dundee obviously have got Griffiths, Dundee United, Motherwell, Livingston, Hearts, uh, of course, as well. Hebs, they Hebs have done well, joint top of the table. Hebs to have keep done well to, to keep their big players. How have they managed that? Uh, well, you would have to ask Ron Gordon, but mm. I, I, I applaud him. You know, where previously Hibs and, and Hearts and Aberdeen, you know, couldn't get their best players out the door quickly enough. For Hibs to keep Kevin Nisbet, and I I don't know, I've no idea, I might be guessing here, but I would certainly hope Celtic tried to get Kevin Nisbet. Um, Ron Gordon has been steadfast. Mm. And I think he probably sees enough improvement left in Kevin Nisbet mm. to suggest he'll get even more yep. for him. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it was a certainty, Kevin Nisbet or the young left-back, Doig. Yeah. Um, mm. He certainly impressed me. And it looked to get left out a week or so he ago. Did. that's right. Because um, yep. there was a, a lot of interest that maybe affected him. Um, but listen, Hibs have done... Brilliantly to keep hold of it too. And what about Aberdeen? You know, they also played hardball. They held on to Lewis Ferguson when he made the transfer request, which we many people thought, well, why are you asking for the request? Watford were in with some good money, but not. They were holding firm for Lewis, who'll be excited tonight. We'll find out the team news in an hour or so. Yep. But Barry, he's there at Aberdeen. Do you think they'll be challenging for third position? Well, certainly, Cornmax back Stephen Glass. Mm. Um, they've done a lot of Big business. Thing. Um, Aberdeen in terms of Lewis they, they were straightforward it was a certain amount of money similar to what I spoke about the Rangers players he had a price on his head if that was met they would do the, they would do ball but that wasn't met so Lewis stays and hopefully tonight he might I don't think he'll start tonight but hopefully he'll get on at some stage he could get his first cap tonight we're going to come to Scotland shortly of course the game against Denmark we've only got uh, 16 outfield players and three keepers there I can't remember a time when there's been such a, a small squad because of the players that have gone out. But we'll concentrate on that shortly. Loads of messages coming in. Your calls to 0808 17 17 700 when uh, we hit it's a million downloads for the programme. And you can win uh, the new Celtic top, the new Rangers top by going online. A million downloads. So well done, Barry. Quite yep, a year. He, yeah. he says the other night it was 850. Now a million. Yep, no, we're brilliant. At, we're at a million. It's gone up. Davey, I think it's all happened since recently that you're on more, Marvelous. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your agent. Oh, wait, agent here for Davey Proven. <laughs> I figure Neto. No, it's, listen, it's great news, isn't it? We start at five every night, Definitely. as you know. Thanks for making the switch. We got loads of calls after the programme on Monday night about the hot pot. How was it? Margaret's yeah, hot pot yeah, beef and vegetable seen. hot pot excellent <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and a couple of big glasses of red yes, uh, yeah. that was Sunday yeah <laughs> oh, listen Sunday. that's yep. proper food I like, I like uh, yep. the hot pot I like mince and tatties I'm, I'm pretty old school <laughs> David you've had time to think about it you were on on Sunday afternoon the three of us uh, together for the game afterwards what were your what your what are your thoughts on it Celtic with all the, the yeah uh, so, there's obvious huge disappointment when you lose that game Paul but I, you know I think I think by the following day if Postecoglou has a think about it and I, I admired his honesty because he was up front and he said I should have played Furuhashi through the middle so he's put his hands up for that one but over the piece I didn't think there was much between the two teams at all um, I'm not getting seduced by all the possession you know Celtic had 68 yep. 
possession doesn't matter unless you can turn it into something. Rangers took the one clear chance they had in the game. Celtic missed a couple of, couple of good chances. Yeah. Uh, but it could have gone either way. If Edward scores, it's a different game. How did he miss that? That's the, the question. Do you think because it was his last game? I mean, it could have gone either way. You think he would play better. We would Simon Jordan on the programme on Monday and he said, I could tell that you're number nine. He wasn't interested. Uh, That's yeah. what he thought. A strange one. But, you know, either way, um, Furuhashi through the middle. Um, if you play him wide left, you're getting half the player out there. Mm. Yeah, look, Rangers were rubbing their hands when, when you seen uh, the starting lineup in terms of Furuhashi playing yeah. on the left-hand side. you seen the difference when he, he went through the middle, Paul, the last 15, 20 minutes? Um, but I think this league title, look, it's far too early to get carried away I think it's going to go right down to the wire it's going to be nothing to talk the full way you think so? Celtic yep. will be much I don't better think there's 25 going, no, points? no there's nothing like that it's going to be a, a close one this season 20? <laughs> 15? <laughs> no listen I yeah. think it'll go right down going, going to go to the, so. the wire I yeah. hope it's tight that's oh, what we, that's do, what don't we? we? That's, yeah. that's what the Scottish uh-huh. game needs and Davey how do we get the TV money? you've worked uh, well, as a, a great player in the radio and TV how do we get the big bucks in Scottish football? because Simon Jordan did say on the programme on Monday he said I don't have all the answers but you know yeah. Neil Doncaster no harm to him but we not just him it's, we're not getting at the, the guy but in Scotland who's got the ideas to get the TV money so that Rangers Celtic can leverage the audiences they've got yeah. worldwide. Do you, do you remember a few years ago there was talk, I think the SFA invited Barry Hearn up to, to yes, Hamden. Yeah. And just, he, he kicked a few ideas about, um, kicked mm. a few backsides as well, but it would have been great if somebody like Barry, mm. Barry Hearn or his son. If you look at what they've done for darts, yeah. how, how did they do that? How did they achieve that? What they've done for boxing, snooker. And you wonder if Barry Hearn, you know, if we could get him up here on a consultancy basis for, for a year or whatever and, throw some ideas about and see how he can give our game a bit of razzmatazz because it's definitely been undersold right now. There's one guy that knows how to generate money and generate audiences to watch it. I mean, that's a prime example. David yeah. just says darts here. Like, look at the atmospheres. We all smiled when you said that. You're, yeah. right. How did they make that such a success? Yeah. 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 So We listen, need disruptors to these change These are things. the guys you've yeah. got to tap into. These sure. are the guys you've mm-hmm. got to use yeah. for their experience and their know-how. It's no harm to the Ian Maxwells and the other people there, and I know there's committees and all the rest of it, but we meet, we need some visionaries who are going to... There's Rangers fans right throughout the world, Celtic fans all over the globe, and we should be able to leverage that to get more money. Because what, what do they get at the moment? Two million a year or something if you're mm. Celtic or Rangers? I don't even think it's that. I mean, it's just... Un- Whereas in England, if you're relegated, you get, what, 100 million? You know, not for being yeah, right. Yeah. TV, your TV money Minimum. is around yeah, that. Your yeah. parachute, including your parachute, of course, for 100 million. Yeah. Well, yeah. we spoke about the singe deal, how yeah. much it was uh-huh. actually working out for yeah. each club. It was absolute, It was buttons. But we don't even have Rangers mentioning singe. That's not been sorted mm. out. And like, there's high court judges, the lawyers will make money from it. I don't know who's right or wrong in that one, but it makes us look toy town, doesn't but it? But you mentioned Ian Maxwell there. Yeah. How much power does Ian Maxwell have? Probably not a lot. I mean, are you telling yeah. me that the, it was Ian Maxwell who gave Steve Clark an extended contract? I guarantee it'd be Rod Petrie and the, yeah, and and the, his fellow Blazers that mm-hmm. would come up with that decision. Ian Maxwell wouldn't get near that decision. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Go Radio on. It's Wednesday evening. International action coming up. 
7.45 tonight, Scotland against uh, Denmark in Vienna. Davy, some news, a game that started early at five. Finland against Wales and a good chance for Wales there. Yeah, 26 minutes gone, Paul, and Wales have just missed a penalty. Harry Wilson uh, left foot to try to stroke it into the left-hand corner. Goalkeeper went early, got a good strong hand to it. Great chance for Wales, No, no. Scotland against Denmark, so it's World Cup. We'll look at that more in the second hour, but we'll touch on it just now. Let's hear from Stevie Clark. Talking about the well, he's lost everyone from you know his assistant uh, Austin McPhee to so many of the players, um, Nathan Patterson, Stephen O'Donnell, even at the airport, I believe, Barry, he was uh, he was turned away because the rules in Denmark are different from Scotland, so he was a COVID risk, couldn't get on the yeah, flight. It, it's yeah. disappointing if you look at the the guys that are are obviously missing. I think there's three certain starters: John McGinn, McTominay, and and O'Donnell. Um, so it, look, I think it's going to be a a hard one tonight, a long night. Craig Gordon will need to be in top form because the Danes are a, a, a decent team. We've seen them in the Euros. Who and plays right back? Barrios with Nathan Parsons. Yeah, but I'm well. trying to work that out, Davey. I'm there's no obvious one, is it? Yep, there's no. Do you go four at the back or five at the back? It's just there, mm. there is no natural, is there? No, yep. no, there's no. No. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Let's hear from the manager. He said, but no excuses about this disruption. Probably two years into my international career, it's probably been the most disruptive. Uh, camp as we as we head into it with, in terms of call-offs, which is disappointing. But like I said before, I think I've got enough in the in the current group to to go to Denmark and hopefully get the result that we all want. Well, we have enough in the group. We'll find out tonight. Uh, what about Austin McPhee? The, the new faces in the coaching team is is another one. I've lost Austin. Austin's uh, hasn't made it to camp. He's he's picked up COVID, so is a is a completely different blow for me. I, I was hoping that I'd have a new coaching team all in place. Uh, at the very last minute, I've asked uh, Stephen Naismith, who I know is a player, to, to step up and become an extra pair of eyes for me and a little help on the on the training pitch. So I've got Stephen here for this camp and obviously we wish Austin well and a speedy recovery from his, his COVID. So it doesn't just affect players, you know, it affects coaches as well. But as you mentioned a few moments ago, missing McGinn, missing Patterson. Yeah, uh, medical advice or medical information tells me that both John and Nathan should join us after the Denmark game, which is which is good. So I don't need to look too deeply for replacements for those two. I obviously, I'll, I'll work with a slightly smaller squad for the Denmark game and hope to welcome the two boys back on Thursday morning. Barry, this isn't the game we were going into thinking we could come away with anything, or t- can we tonight? Well, if you've got a full-blown squad, the way that Steve Steve Clark normally sets his team up they're hard to beat defensively yeah. you know, missing the players that I mentioned is a big blow um, I think it's going to be a long night for us if I'm being honest mm-hmm. it's a tough place to go um, look I would bite your hand off to take a draw but I can't see it happening Davey what do you think tonight? Yeah it's hard yeah. to see how Scotland get anything uh, tonight mm-hmm. you've got to remember though Denmark are without five or six players as well so and Christian Eriksen obviously is, is still out um, but that that stadium, the parking stadium, Barry's probably played there. Mm. It's it is electric. It'll be it'll be full tonight, and it's going to be a huge test for Scotland. Going to come back to that shortly. Let's go in the lines. Darren is on, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Darren. Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Yep, recovered yeah. after uh, Sunday's disappointment. From your point of view, uh, I it was disappointed. I but you know I think the the signs for the the games previous to that, uh, out with the Alkmaar game, I think everything's looking mm. semi-positive anyway, you know, so I'm no too doubt this happened to where we, where we are mm. or where we've been. 
So where do you stand on the window which closed last night, midnight? Was it a good one for Celtic? Well, certainly we've got the numbers in, but you know, numbers anywhere win games, win leagues. It's it's a quality. You know, when you look in, you know, you've doing the business yesterday. You look at things like the midfield. You know, we've replaced in Cham Brown Christie with James McCarthy. You know, who's well, he's barely kicked the ball in two years. He's he's barely kicked the ball for us because he's been injured. You look at the the defence. You know, you bring in somebody like Uragide, um who and um, Scales. You know, they're untested, and it yeah. doesn't look like Eregidi's fancied by the manager. Um, you've got the, the other young boy in midfield, uh, who um, Liam Shaw. Mm-hmm. Again, he's come in. But if you listen to the rumours, you know, Eregidi and Shaw have, have been looked at by by Ange, and he's he's just thought not there, no good enough. So I mean, numbers wise, yeah, great. Eleven players in, but. Really, is it the quality we need? Probably not. Davy. Yeah, yeah, but by the same token, I, I think it's uh, welcome news that Cameron Carter Vickers has mm. has come to Glasgow. Um, I think Celtic's yeah, yeah. most pressing need is a centre back, and I think that was shown again at the weekend at Ibrox. Um, he he will do a good job for Celtic, I'm sure. Darren, you pleased about CCV? CCV. <laughs> um, I. If, Oh, you don't I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, I've yeah. not seen enough of the guy to no. to, um, to sway my judgment. Um, again, this this is a guy that's been linked with um, most of the window, and then we signed yep. him at you know what half eleven last night, eleven o'clock. Again, the the, the timing of the, mm-hmm. of the the deals itself to do, they just seem to drag everything out. The two guys that we got in, Yota and uh, um, I'm not even going to attempt the green yep. boy's name, Georges. Gigi. Um, yeah, <laughs> Gigi, we'll go with that. You know, we, were, we knew they were signing on Saturday, yeah. but we've dragged them out right until Tuesday, you know, four days. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. People used to say it was maybe Peter Lowell, you know, and the way he conducted business, but it just seems to be the way Celtic do things. And you, and you listen again, you listen to reports and mm. bits and bobs for agents, people at other clubs, and when Celtic are doing these deals inquiring about players or answering uh, other clubs back about transfers they take forever in a day mm. you know and they seem like a very very disorganised um, club to deal with you know, I, I, which, is, I think, which is kind of annoying I, I think to be fair some of the deals are very very difficult because the agents are very often playing one club against the other right up to the final moment I remember working at Celtic Park for Sky on the night Craig Bellamy signed for Celtic and I think they got the deal over the line at five to midnight mm-hmm. and I think that was the same day that Barry was either coming back to Rangers Yeah, or, come back uh, the same day That same, yeah. that same day Ronald Vatterhouse I think was yep. leaving Rangers that day but the transfer window of that but it was all last minute stuff mm-hmm. you know sometimes sometimes the deals are a bit more complicated than, than we realise Barry I, you I can handle, yep. I, I can, Sorry, I can handle last-minute deals if yeah. you're bringing in somebody like Craig Bellamy. Great, you know, last-minute, yeah. he's become mm-hmm. available. Yeah. When you're talking about, you know, the guys have had um, medicals over the weekend, you know, your 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 the yep. uh-huh. you know, why, why are we dragging it out to, to Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Get it in. Because but I just think that the club are trying to swing this, you know, and, and they were mm-hmm. tweeting it yesterday, you know, 10 signings, 11 signings. Yeah, but these guys were already, you know, for all intents and purposes, in the door. They just fight, they just seem like a very difficult club to deal with. And I'm not believing that they didn't, so they're only difficult to deal with with Celtic. Everybody else seems to get their business done um, pretty sharpish, apart from us. 
I guess this time they would say that the chief exec came in in what June full time, and uh, the manager came in what end of June as well. So you you know you might have to give them that this time. But I know what you mean, Who's Barry. That? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's not. That's the board. We've changed. We've too changed slow. One person on that board, Peter Law, and the rest of them are there. You know, it's not one of them's taking any responsibility for what's happened in the last twenty-four you're, months. You're dead right, Dan. You're no, dead right. That's not the managers or Dom's uh, Mackay's fault. That's yeah. the board. You know, they've left it. They chased the wrong mm. guy. That's their fault. Eddie, who? Ryan Christie might meet up with him down there. Is he still in that area down there? That's maybe a wee bit unfair. Barry, the value of getting it sorted early, yeah. and uh, I think if it, you ask Postacoglu, yeah. he would he would have wanted guys in two, three, four weeks ago. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But listen, once he identifies a player he wants, then it's up to whoever does the contracts at the club. I don't know who exactly does it at Celtic. Um, so he he would be look he'll be frustrated because any manager wants the players in as quickly as possible. But it comes down to agents. There's that many people involved in deals now, Paul. Mm-hmm. If Celtic are interested in a player, an agent will phone another club. Look, he might be available, and then it comes down to money. But if you really want a player, just mm-hmm. go and get it done quickly as possible. Jimmy's been on the socials at Go Football Show, and I'll put it to you, Darren. He's saying, will this allow um, Beaton? to be deployed in the midfield where he naturally is best because he's posted missing at the moment he gets sent off in the Champions League qualifier which is a shocker but that's gone now would you do you think that Beaton might help you in the midfield you mentioned the lack of quality there aye aye and, and if Beaton, Beaton gets on that part then there's even less uh, quality I, I was having a good Wednesday until you mentioned that I hadn't even thought about that <laughs> oh Dan <laughs> He doesn't sound uh, too happy at all there uh, about it. Davy, is that a bit unfair? No, on I, I, I like yeah. I like Beaton. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, he's been asked to fill in at centre back. hasn't Certainly hasn't shown the form that he shows for Israel when he's when he plays at the back in a back three. But as a midfield player, yeah, I, I think he's a good player. Yeah. Does he does he Davey, settle Davey, for Davey, second Davey, best? Got a game yeah. past the parcel, never mind past the football. Well. I think, Darren, that is unfair. You're undecided about him, Darren. <laughs> You're not having it. What about Kyogo? I thought he'd maybe cheered you up. I mean, obviously, Sunday. What about the manager saying, I got that wrong? So, where do you stand on that, Darren? What's your reaction to Postacoglu saying, oh, I just got it wrong? Hats after him. Hats after him. You know, he's, he's no hiding behind anything. He's no throwing anybody under a bus. He's, he's taking a, a wee bit of responsibility. And to be fair, you know, the, the things I've seen on social media and talking to Celtic pals and that, you know, after the, the game um, during midweek, everybody was saying, you know, you've got to have Edward on there. So, you know, we were all clambering for it, you know. But again, that's why he's the manager. He, he makes his decisions and he'll, he'll live, and, live and die with them, won't he? So are you still in Ange you trust or are you... Oh, do you yeah, or do you think he's been given enough? No. No. no, I don't think so. But again, that comes down to the fact that you know he's only been in the door twelve weeks, yeah. um, doing our business slow. But I'm I'm kind of hopeful that you know they've maybe decided, well, if we can't get the right people in the door, we're not going to just spend money or, or bring people in who are who are the, uh, up to the the grade. Mm-hmm. And you know January might be a different window, but yeah, I, I think he's he's still the man for me, and but he's not been. He's not been supported, I don't think. Celtic have ended up chasing it because of the crazy, lengthy pursuit of Eddie Howe. And I'd still like to hear someone at Celtic on the board explaining to us what that was all about. Why why they why they chased him for so long and, and how did the deal manage to slip through their fingers when when they clearly felt it was going to end up all well and good. And and you know, the knock-on effect of that, 
is that you you get a you get Postacoglu in. Um, he's not got time to assess his players. Not got his time to put his mark in the team. You end up you're given four year contracts to James McCarthy, who, with all due respect, comes with an injury record, thirty years of age, and and the agent basically is calling all the shots there. And that you can trace it all back to the waste of time chasing Eddie Howe. Barry, you were really surprised by the length of time Celtic gave to Howe. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, you need to get an answer either. You're, you're desperate to come or you're not. You can't hang about because they, they had to get it sorted as quickly as possible. Um, and as I said, with Postacoglu coming in, he's coming for a foreign country, has to self-isolate. He needs to see the players on the training field and identify, right, he's good enough to play for me, he ain't good enough. Mm. And then plus he's coming into people who were running their contracts down, which doesn't help either. Ayer, Edward... Christie, 12 months left in their contract. Christie, 6 months left in their contract. I, I still can't work that one out. <laughs> who Why, was that? Who I would know. give him a yep. contract where his contract runs out mm-hmm. in January? So uh, you've got to feel for Postacoglu. Mm-hmm. What about Ali McCann? Darren, before we go to the break, would you have oh, liked... Yeah, Darren McCann. Uh, uh, Ali McCann Ali. Yeah. And, and Josh, Josh Doy, Kevin Nisbet. Yep. You know, they've all been linked with, with Celtic here the, the summer. Um, and all, you know, McCann and Doig would certainly be um, great additions to the squad and challenging for uh, for first team games. You know, and some of the games this season, uh, certainly Doig get left back, and you know Nisbet. I've, you know, I'm surprised that they've not tried to use Griffiths as a, a make weight. You know, and to to get the Nisbet deal. Maybe they did. I, I don't know. Maybe they Nisbet did. Maybe I'd did be, a, a, yeah, I'd be surprised. If both Rangers and Celtic didn't show any interest in both of their players yeah. I'd be shocked if they didn't and whether it was too expensive sure. or no but for me if you're talking about £3 million mm. I don't think that's mega money for both Rangers and Celtic or do they want to go to England like you know Ryan Christie but yeah. then they're talking earlier on at the start of the show you're talking about yeah. Rangers and Celtic here you're talking yeah. about massive clubs with massive support going for trophies every single year mm. that's what you want to do as a footballer look I get money's like for security reasons or whatever but you can't turn the opportunity down mm-hmm. to play for either the old firm but look at Lewis Ferguson he's hardly been men- he hasn't been mentioned for the old firm he was mentioned for Watford mm-hmm. was a talk of uh, some other clubs as well but not the route to Glasgow and you'd imagine that he- Ferguson would be going to Ibrox or maybe Celtic nip in and, and get mm-hmm. him in the summer but they didn't Davey yeah and I'm, I'm you know hugely surprised that you know a deal wasn't done for Kevin Nisbet yeah you know, Gio Kamakis comes, his numbers are good, but nobody knows if he's going to hack it here. The, the one thing you know about Kevin Nisbet, he's proved he can score in our Premiership. Um, and I, for me, he will score a, a hell of a lot more goals uh, given the given the players that Celtic would have around about him. He would have more chances playing for Celtic than for Hibs. And that, you know, that for me was a no-brainer. Loads of calls coming in. Thanks, Darren. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday evening edition. Scotland will be playing in two hours' time against Denmark over in Vienna. And somebody really interested in this, of course, as we all are. Only seems like weeks ago, Barry, since we were... Uh, at the Euros and can we get to the World Cup finals in Qatar it's going to be a big ass Paul um, no doubt it doesn't help tonight when you're missing some key players um, but I think it's going to be a big night for Craig Gordon 
Um, obviously, I think he'll be number one. That's a certainty. He's had a great start to the, the season for Hearts. Great um, saves again at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been in top, top form. I feel a wee bit for, for Marsh, obviously. He was the number one, but he's third choice now at Derby, which doesn't help. Hence the fact he's, he's not in the squad. So I think it's going to be a long night. But do you know what? These are the nights that Scotland normally do pull off a surprise result. So I would be absolutely delighted if we get a point tonight. But it's in, a hard ask. It is. Shall we go on the roads and the miles to Dundee? Liam's on the line. Hi, Liam. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hi, Hi, good, thanks. Yeah. Are you a dense parker or are you Tannadice? Uh, Tannadice. Tannadice, yeah. wonder what kind of season you're going to have. We'll talk about that shortly, maybe, uh, with you. For Scotland tonight, well, we know the story, so many players out. How are you feeling, though, about the game against the the team that, you know, everyone would want to beat, but will find it tough. Yeah, I think everybody knows obviously Scotland, missing a lot of boys tonight, but I think Steve Clark, he's starting 11, it's still a pretty strong starting 11. I think nothing really changed with the back five, obviously O'Donnell, so I think yeah. Ryan Fraser will probably come in and play that right side. Mm-hmm. Um, midfield, obviously McGregor, I think Billy Gilmore will start, I don't know who the third one will start in the hope. Um, Steve obviously goes two up front, I think sometimes he likes to play one off the front, but I hope he goes with um, Dykes and Adams tonight. Yep, Dykes scoring. He's had a good start. at three goals so far, yeah. Barry. Good, good uh, for the QPR striker. And Ryan Fraser, Davy, he's done it before for uh, Stevie yeah. Clark at the back. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder. You know, when you play a natural wide player as a mm. wing back, I think you're looking particularly away from home against a good side. You're looking for a proper defender in there. It would be a hard shift. And I've seen Ryan Fraser been asked to play that position. And struggling with it because he's a natural wide player. He wants to play from the halfway line forward. I don't think it's his natural game to to defend for most of the ninety minutes. That that would be my my concern in, in that position. And the other thing I would say is that Steve Clark has to show more faith in Shea Adams. Yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't he, he didn't play him. a huge mistake that he made by playing one up against the Czech Republic at Hamden. A game that was certainly winnable had we been more aggressive. Then Steve Clark finds his back up against the wall at Wembley, mm-hmm. has to throw Billy Gilmer in, play two up, and we got a far better performance off the boys that night. Would you go with that, Liam? We've been too cautious, yeah. certainly against the uh, Czech Republic. I think I think with the two up front, obviously, with Dykes, he, he prefers playing with someone anyway. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the kind of guy who likes to hold the ball, he wants runners off. I think Adams, he's a perfect strike partner, somebody who likes to run off, get in behind. I think, obviously, like you said, we're probably going to be up marks against the wall most of the night so you need that out ball the ball out ball up the dykes you need obviously runners off him Barry it's an ideal double act hmm. Lyndon Dykes big strong powerful She Adams powerful as well but look, he's a good player She Adams he can score goals um, I like the two of them I think it's a good mix uh, both of them and they, they would be a, a danger to any team no doubt about it What's that stadium like? Davy mentioned it earlier. Barry, what's it like yeah, it's playing there? It's quite intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a, a great stadium to play in. That's what you want to do. Is it tight? Yeah, that's yeah. what you want to play yeah. in as a, as a footballer. Mm. Um, and we've got good experience. We've still got guys that are playing at top-level football. Um, but I, I just worry tonight. I just There's something in the back of my mind. It's going to be a tough ask for the guys, but listen, I hope they do it. Here's the manager speaking about the game. The good news is we had about four weeks together in the summer, so all that should be pretty fresh in their mind. So just a case of showing them some bits and pieces on the video, uh, strengths and weaknesses of Denmark, trying to slot our system in against their system and, and, and work out what we can do to get a result in the game. There's plenty of strengths, Liam, aren't there? We all know about Christian Eriksen and everyone will be thinking about him and his recovery. The Inter Milan player and uh, the, the tournament stopped, Barry, didn't it? When when he went down, but Denmark went all the well, almost all the way, semi-finalists in the Euros. Yeah, they're, they're a quality team. 
Um, I know they've got a few missing. David mentioned mm. six. I thought it was only two or three. So hopefully it's six. You might you might be right, Barry. Yep. Well, you, hope, you might be right. I know at Braithwaite he's one of them. Yep. He's a big player mm. for them. Um, but they they play similar to Scotland. They play with a back three as well, and they had a real good Euros. Listen, it's going to be a tough night. But listen, that's when Scotland normally bring shock results or surprise results, and hopefully ones tonight. Because if you get, go and get a point against the Danes, that's a brilliant result. Liam, what do you think tonight? What's your prediction? I think I agree with Barry saying I've said it before with the US Scotland like the England game prime example you're not going down there expect much um, in Scotland number end up giving you a surprise but I think tonight I think we're just going to come up short I think we're going to get beat maybe 2-1 I'll say Lose 2-1 Davey? Well that's no good to us I mean we've already yeah. dropped four points from the first three games um, I mean the, the, the points we dropped against particularly I think uh, against Austria mm. where you know I, I don't think we were ambitious enough that night either and we need a big result on the, the road, hopefully, that you know the boys will get something tonight and then I think the game in Austria becomes huge. We need five points, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Austria is the one. That, mm. that is the game I think we'll have to go and win mm. on, on the road. Barry? Yep. Um, look, Moldova will take care of them, no doubt about it. Tonight, I think it's a bonus if we come away with a point. Um, in Austria, the last game... When you're going to have guys like McGinn um, back, Stephen O'Donnell probably be back as well, um, which will help. So, listen, if we get, if we come away with a point tonight and we're we going, certainly beat Moldova, I've no doubt about that, and go go over to Austria. I don't think Austria are a team we need to fear. We've seen mm. them when we played them at Hamden. I think we're good enough to go and beat them. It just depends how we turn up in the night. Liam, do you agree we should be able to match uh, Austria? Um... Definitely, yeah. I thought Austria were quite good. I thought Austria looked quite good in the Euros. Um, if we want to get out of this group, get second. Obviously, I think Denmark probably going to win the group. But if you want to get second, they're the games we're going to, need to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah. We're just hearing that Scottish football, the SPFL and the SFA, a joint statement coming out. They'll tell you more in a moment. But they're asking for a, an urgent meeting with the government because of the vaccine certification announcement that's been coming out it looks as though by the end of the month events with more than 10,000 people including football matches you will need to have uh, a double vaccination certificate so there's more coming in on that Scottish Football says it's committed to the ongoing collective effort to eradicate coronavirus and continues to adhere to the strictest protocols even after restrictions were lifted across society and indeed on Monday the National Clinical Director Professor Leach gave a presentation to players and clubs on the clinical facts behind vaccination to speed up the rollout within the game but nonetheless we have today raised concerns on the considerable unintended consequences of implementing a certification process without sufficient time or appropriate IT infrastructure in place so the covid you know the pandemic wreaking havoc for people we know it is we'll talk about that a little bit later but that's just breaking news just now they're asking for urgent uh, meeting with the government because if there's over 10,000 it looks as though you'll need to prove that you've got the double vaccination which you should get double vaccinated as soon as you can. Liam, um, what about Dundee United this season under Tam Courts? What's your feeling? You Obviously, the other week you had uh, well, an amazing afternoon against the champions, but it's been a bit in and out since then. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been a strange one. Obviously, the Aberdeen, that was probably the worst performance I've seen in a long time. I think you're kind of looking at the team and you're going... I don't know where this team's going under under Tam Courts. Obviously, we started with the back three. 
I think when you've got players like Reynolds, Mulgrew, Edward, they, 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 they don't want to play in a back three, they do want to play in a back two, just defend. Obviously, he changed it against Rangers, kind of got after Rangers, pressed high, and the thought was very good. Um, St. Johnson game, I thought, we were very good as well. Um, played some really good football. Um, Fuchs, the boy loved it from Man United on loan. He went, the two of them looked very good in the middle of the guard. Um, but then against Hearts, I think we just saw off Hearts too much. I think we gave Hearts too much respect. Um, I think it kind of took with them maybe about 60, 70 match to kind of get one in the game. And then we started putting Hearts under pressure. But when you've got a keeper like Craig Gordon in goal and that kind of form, mm. <laughs> I don't think you've got much chance. I think a lot of teams are going to play against Craig Gordon this season. They're going to find a hard score against them. Sure. What kind of reception did you give Robbie Nielsen, your old manager? Uh, <laughs> I think it was mixed. Mixed. I don't think it was as bad as what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really bad, but yeah. um, it was kind of mixed, yeah. Well, he, he helped to bring you up, didn't he? And final question yeah. from me. What about Charlie Mulgrew? I think it's, it's a great signing. Um, he's a leader at the back. I think the first, I would say arguably the first four games between him and Fuchs, the middle of the park, they, they two have been arguably the best players for us. Um, Obviously, he likes to get the ball down. He likes to play, and it's different from what we've had before. Like Edwards, he's kind of the one. He just wants to go and defend, be aggressive, attack the ball. But Charlie, he's the one that wants to go on the ball and make things happen and start playing it from the back. Davy, the Derby's back though. Dundee. Great, yeah, great, yeah. great to see it back. Um, you know, I'm, certainly when, when I was playing, Paul Dundee United were championship title contenders. Um, Aberdeen as well. I think the game was healthier for that. Um, I'll always look fondly upon Dundee United and hopefully they can get back to if not the Jim McLean days something like it Barry what do you reckon this season? United Dundee United yeah. um, it's a tough one obviously losing Shanklin was a big blow for them yeah. he was a goal scorer but I know McNulty's come back on loan um, they've got Nicky Clark I think mid-table trying to get into the top six Dundee United need to be looking at because um, they have got some good players I like the boy Fuchs as Liam was yeah. just saying there Um Busy in the middle of the park, gets about the pitch really well. Um, he's been a, a decent find for Dundee United. Um, so like that, they've got to be, Dundee United, the size of club they are, they've got to be looking to be breaking into the top six. Top six. Liam, do you think you'll be top six? Um, I would love it. I think it's going to be a hard mask. Yeah. Um, I think McNulty, Nicky Clark, they, they two have got to stay fit. Because I think if one of them gets injured, I think we're going to be struggling the goals will dry up. Mm-hmm. Hesitate to ask, but is there any way you would end up below Dundee this season? That would constitute no chance. No, no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> strong enough for that. All right, Liam. Thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy the match tonight. Let's hope we're speaking in the next few days. Maybe at Scotland, decent result. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Still loads of calls and emails and on the socials after the weekend. The old firm derby. Rangers taking the spoils. And uh, they're one point off the top. It's Hibs and Hearts at the top. Davy, we're not having this, are we? Edinburgh's still on top. What's happening? Won't last. Won't last. That's <laughs> one thing we do know. Great to say, though. And, um, you know, it would give us a great league if Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs could beat the Glasgow clubs more often. It would give us a much better league. Will that happen, Barry Ferguson? No chance. No. <laughs> no. But listen, uh, Rangers and Celtic, number one and two. Well, it would be great if they, they did challenge, as David just mentioned there, but I think both Hibs and Hearts, Aberdeen, will be fighting for third spot. 
What do you reckon for your team? How was the transfer window? Busy, busy day yesterday. Always is right at the end. It was mainly Celtic. Rangers got the business done earlier on, although Eton and Katic out on loan. Uh, Davey, were you surprised? I don't think you would be about uh, Katic. And Eton hasn't quite cut the no. mustard, has he? No, he's, he's down the pecking order. But they, they are two players that Rangers, I think, can afford to offload. They'll, they'll also get a portion of their wages off the, the wage bill, which makes sense. But I, I am surprised that Rangers didn't sell one of their biggies. Um, the, the numbers at Ibrooks don't make a lot of sense, the, the way Rangers are, are operating at the moment. But clearly the board are taking a huge punt on winning this league and going straight into the groups, which is worth £40 million. And credit to Douglas Park, John yeah, Bennett. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. They've, they've backed Stephen Gerrard unbelievably well. Mm. Barry, you did say at the start they don't have to sell, but I know you thought they would sell one of the bigger players. What happened with Morelos or whatever? Porto was supposed to be in for him, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, it was all yeah. hearsay. Um, obviously, didn't come in with the, the, the right offer that, that Rangers fully expected. To, What's the number, Barry? What are they looking for? I would probably look 15, Davy, 15 million. Uh, but listen, it is, I think it's a gamble that there's, uh, Douglas Park and the board are going to take that they go and try and retain the league title and get straight into the Champions League because it's worth what is it £40 million yeah. or just under mm -hmm. it so it's a gamble worth taking it could pay off and they'll get £10 million in the Europa League because you know they plus might... then you've got the gates on top yeah. of that mm -hmm. and, and whatever so you're talking about £15 million plus still being in the, the Europa League £15 million for Morelos do you think that's a bit rich yeah, I think, that, about I think right? that's about right yep. uh, the, 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 the problem is Paul we don't get top dollar for players because they're playing in this league and that's one of the reasons Edward would want away if he wants to play for France, he'll ha he would have to go and play in the English Premier League to, to be in the shop window. Patrick Vieira down there at Crystal Palace now. Uh, he'll have a bit of influence with the French national mm. squad. It, it makes sense for Edouard as a, a young French striker to, to put himself right in the shop window. How will he do there, do you think? I think he'll do yep. well. Mm -hmm. I think he'll do well. Um, problem is that Palace normally just play with one up. Um, he's similar to Benteke, but yep. I, I think he's, he's a better finisher than Benteke. Maybe not quite as good in the air, but a better finisher. I think if he's got the right players round about him, he'll do really well. And Benteke, not the player he was five, six years ago, Barry, is he? No, but I yeah. think Edward will be looking at this. It's a big season for him. If he goes and produces goals and plays at a high level, I think similar to what happened with Van Dijk, one of the bigger clubs mm -hmm. will then say, right, you know what, you can cut it down here. You're ready to go. So I think that's the thing behind the move down to Crystal Palace. Portugal, again, Portugal, Republic of Ireland tonight. And I'm mentioning that because Cristiano Ronaldo of Manchester United will be playing. What about that transfer, Davy And uh, United, could, psychologically, could this uh, change it for them to actually win something big this year? Well, I mean, they've, it's almost like a jigsaw they've put together. They've spent mm. so much money. Um, I, I can't remember a, a Manchester United manager recently getting that kind of backing from Ed Woodward and the, the, the board. Um, it's almost it's like a collection of, of it's like an all-star eleven, isn't it? Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. um, but you know the noisy neighbours are the ones to beat still, aren't they? Indeed, yeah, Barry. I, I think the Glaziers had to do something because the Man United mm -hmm. fans weren't happy with all the the, the breakaway stuff that was going on um, last uh, just before the end of the season. Uh, so look, they've, they've pulled it out. They've, they've come up with big signings. There's no bigger than Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. I know he's 36, but he's still a he looks after himself. He's still got great qualities. Can he still do it, do you think, at that level? Yeah, he's not the yeah. same player as he was before because he, he predominantly played in the wide areas. He's more through the middle. 
Um, but listen, he'll still he'll still come to Man United and score goals. There he is in the new strip there, and Sir Alex, Mr. Govan himself, played a part, Davy, on Friday yeah. apparently because he could have been heading for the Etihad. Yeah, I was I was reading yeah. Ronaldo's quotes today, yeah. um, and just emphasising the importance of Fergie touching base with him, mm. telling him that if he couldn't possibly go to to City, we're looking at pictures of Fergie embracing. What do you think? Conversation was like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it goes back to a, a pre-season friendly. Man, you played against Sporting Lisbon. Ronaldo was 17, yeah. doing all the step-overs. And the United players, I think including Roy Keane, went up to Sir Alec on the flight home and said, you've got to sign this boy. This this boy is something else. And the rest is it's history, as they say. Ronaldo or Messi? Who would you have taken? I suppose it depends. Almost, what, almost isn't impossible, impossible, isn't it? Depends what team you're talking about. I suppose it's only PSG or a Man United that could uh, afford them. Barry, could you make a comparison? Who would you sign if you could this summer? Messi. For Aloha. Uh, Messi. <laughs> I don't want to hit Aloha. I think you're going a bit too far there, Paul. But no, have you asked yeah. my personal opinion on who you, I think Messi? Why? Why? Um, I just enjoy watching Messi more than I do Ronaldo. Um, Messi just, it's like, he's like a computer game. That PlayStation that everybody Aye. plays. Yeah. Um, that's what he's like. It's just the, the stuff that he does with football is just out of this out of this world but listen it's two players that I don't think you'll ever see again Swansea have, good. Sorry, Swansea have signed in Cham for a three year deal that's just news breaking now Davey yeah Ronaldo or Messi I mean um, I, I get what Barry's saying I think Messi is easier on the eye he, mm. he takes your breath away at times um, Ronaldo a little bit more powerful mm. but if you look at Ronaldo's you know his numbers uh, well both of them are very very difficult to to separate them I think we've really all been privileged to to be around at this time and see them and you've played against them yeah i played against yep. both of them but, yep and it's unbelievable when you're close up to both of them mm. uh, two of them are just unbelievable talents it's hard to pick it's so mm. close I don't think as I just mentioned there I don't think you'll ever see two players like that mm. in the same era roughly the same age ever again and tell the truth Barry was there thinking I really want the jersey so did Messi come up to you and go, Barry, can I have it? Or was it Ronaldo says, Obrigado, give me the jersey. <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't a big jersey. I know, but did they ask for yours? <laughs> come on. Why not? No. I know you never wear a big uh, jersey. No, uh, take I, I, it. no I, I don't know that. why. No. Um, everybody was different. You're too busy competing, weren't you? It wasn't in your nature, I don't think. You were just you, you thought about the game. Yeah, I just about... just when you but yeah. like going back and playing against them, just I, I just couldn't believe Messi, he was, you just couldn't get the ball off him. He was that good. Mm -hmm. As uh, Davy summed it up perfectly, Ronaldo's more of a powerful type player. Mm -hmm. um, Messi was more like going and beating three and four people, mm -hmm. twisting and turning. Um, but to be in the same pitches as him at the same time was was just unreal. Davy, couldn't believe how yeah. the biggest surprise for me with Messi. I was doing a game. It was Stuttgart Barcelona, and I was in a tunnel in Stuttgart, mm -hmm. and Messi came walking out, and he he was like, "Wee boy," I just thought. I cannot believe this guy. And I'm not tall. I'm looking down on him and thinking, how can this little fella yeah. yeah. terrorise the best defenders in the world? Terrorise See, him. when you stood yeah. in the tunnel, Davey, Davey uh, beside Messi, mm. Iniesta and Xavi, <laughs> it's like you're looking and thinking, oh, wow. this is yeah, uh -huh. no easy, but yeah. oh, look, you can get, get the better of them, yeah. but see them on the ball. Wow. Oh, they, were just a, they were a step ahead. Was that in the new Camp or at Ibrox or both? Both, both, both of course, yeah. The, the very first time wow. you stand in the tunnel and you look across. Now, I, I'm 5'11 mm -hmm. and they're not even up to your shoulder and they're very they're slight as well. Yeah. No well-built. 
is Ronaldo's a specimen. He's, mm. he's big and powerful. Sure. Yeah. But these guys, these three were just the size of them. But the things that they've done with our football, as I said, they were just one step ahead on the football pitch. The, the team, the Barcelona team that destroyed Man U at Wembley, 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. that, that's the right. best I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Busquets midfield, yeah, yeah, two yeah. at the time, but it was it was Xavi and, and Iniesta yeah. ahead of Messi ahead of them. Um, that's the first time I've seen Fergie at full time actually smiling. It was a hands up job. It. it was actually yep. laughing because they were that good. They, they were that mm. good. United had just been totally outplayed, and it was a hands up job from Fergie that night. So not like him, but because uh, you've seen him win cups, win it, and go crazy yeah, at Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he. <laughs> I think he said only Millen McLeish deserve a medal yeah, here today after yeah. Aberdeen won the Scottish <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Sir Furious, absolutely brilliant. But he's played his part this week and just looking at the transfer window in England, they're saying about Liverpool, they, they didn't spend that much. Is it going to be enough? And Manny will be away for the African tournament, uh, Firmino. Yeah, but what they've done is they, they signed all their, their best players up in longer term deals. Yeah. Um, that was the important thing. Andy Robertson. I think signed a new five-year contract. Yep. Um, Jordan Henderson, the captain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Dijk, again, I mean, he, to have him back, yeah. he, he's Phenomenal. head and shoulders above everybody in terms of the best defender in the world. He's, he's just phenomenal. I thought Real Madrid would recommend for yep. him. I, I'm shocked. You know, with Varane going and, you, I mean, Real Madrid are, are going to try and sign the best, the sure. best players mm-hmm. in the world. And arguably, Real Madrid are the biggest attraction in world mm-hmm. football for footballers. I'm surprised they didn't try to buy Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. And Bappe, were you surprised that uh, PSG wouldn't? Or is what's that about? Is that the ten, ten months yeah. left in his contract, mm-hmm. and they offered 189 million? <laughs> it was only 189. Come on, it's crazy, isn't it? Do you think that is almost an arrogance? They're saying, "No, you, no we're not doing it. We don't need to do it." it shows your sovereign money, wealth. Yeah. Only the Qataris have got, of course. It? Yeah. And they're desperate to win the Champions League. Yeah, yeah indeed. So to our Man City, but will they feel they missed out? on Harry Kane will this be the summer they look back and we didn't get an out and out number nine yeah you, you could say that I think he would have made them even stronger and even better Harry Kane um, but you still look at that Man City squad it's still a, a squad packed to quality mm. Saha of course is the one who will be heading there as well uh, Davy, and before before we go off that what about Lukaku early days Van Dijk did well against him the other night but mm-hmm. do you think he will prove to be a great signing and the signing that might give Chelsea the title I think it gives him a good chance yeah mm. yeah. and you know having won the Champions League um, you know that Chelsea mm. dressing room the, the very fact that our own Billy Gilmer is out mm. on loan tells you how strong it is and how difficult it gets to, the, to get into that Chelsea squad I think Tuchel will do a really good job there He's got the Midas touch, hasn't he, Thomas Tuchel? Yeah, he's, I mean, since he's come in, what, what, what a job he's done. He's just rejuvenated Chelsea. I think Chelsea will win the league this year. You're going for Chelsea. Yep. Davey, have you? Because you can change your mind now that the transfer window, this is your last chance yeah. to change your mind. I, I, would have, I would have said Man City, but I find it strange that Guardiola has said he's definitely leaving next season. Mm. I, I don't think that's a good thing to say, to light your dressing room here. And I think we've seen evidence of it when Sir Alec Ferguson announced that he was going to quit. Man United didn't win the league. When Walter Smith told his players he was he was going to quit, he didn't win the league. Mm. So it was a, it was a strange one for me. Barry, yeah, it's strange. Because mm. um, it's a bad idea to tell people so and so far in it advance. does. L- listen, yeah. it affects not just uh, the, the players, but it affects the full club, the feeling round about the club. So I think it's better just kept in house. 
We mentioned Billy Gilmer. We're going to turn our attention now to Scotland because they'll be in action in about an hour and a half's time. Let's hear from the manager who's been speaking uh, about this big week ahead. Yeah, it's three great, three great games. You know, after the tournament in the summer, we all got a little taste. We want, we want to make sure it's not another 20-odd years before we go back to another tournament. So it's a big week for us. We are without so many players. He was speaking about McGinn and Patterson. Yeah, uh, medical advice or medical information tells me that both John and Nathan should join us after the Denmark game, which is which is good. So I don't need to look too deeply for replacements for those two. I obviously, I work with a slightly smaller squad for the Denmark game and hope to welcome the two boys back on Thursday morning. And what happened with Stephen O'Donnell? Not involved at the weekend, but was available to be involved. Uh, uh, he trained. He did a training session yesterday. Felt felt good. He'll train today. He'll train tomorrow, and good to go for for Wednesday night. So the match uh, tonight, of course, in. Uh against Denmark in Copenhagen. Looking forward to that. Team news coming in. We're just waiting to hear. Not yet. 0808 17 17 700. The number to call. Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven. Uh, you mentioned the goalkeeper earlier, Craig Gordon, taking over from David Marshall. Uh, he said, what a career, uh, Craig Gordon. Yeah. Ups and downs, hasn't he? But he's he, bounced back yet again. Yep, he got that big move to Sunderland. Then he had the horrendous knee injury. It looked to be was going to retire, got the move to Celtic. Um, lucky enough to play with him, fantastic goalkeeper. Rate him very highly and it still baffles me why last summer Celtic let him go. And you just seen what he'd done for, for Hearts last year. The start of the season, he's had weight with Hearts this season, the, the saves that he actually made against Dun United at the weekend. And now he's got himself back into the number one spot as Scotland um, goalkeeper. So, no, top, top goalkeeper, Craig Gordon. He won the, when he was playing in England, England's top flight with Sunderland. He won the save of the season, I think, with a ter terrific reflex stop. But I'll tell you what, the save he had from Nisbet in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup at Hamden right. from the, the header is as good as anything I've seen. Unbelievable save. It's the instincts, the reflexes are amazing. One of the They're best keepers, there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Was he 38? 38 years of age. Yeah. Um, and he looks in peak condition. Um, there's no doubt he looks after himself and Hearts are getting the, the benefit of that Paul 0808 08, 17 17 700 taking your calls as we turn towards Scotland we're still looking at the transfer window there's still some messages coming in about Rangers and Celtic at the weekend but it settled down there was no real controversy Davey and that's refreshing in some ways at the weekend it wasn't about the referee it wasn't about the controversy yeah. on, on the field Rangers won Celtic a lot of the pressure but it's the goals that count. Yeah, it was. It was like it, it reminded me of the, you know, the 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 times where Tommy Burns had a really good attacking team, used to go to Ibrox, dominate the ball, um, boss the game, and Walter Smith would come up with a, the counter-attacking goal, and it was it was heartbreaking for Tommy Burns. Andy Gorham used to play out of his skin in these games, um, and it reminded me of that a little bit. You know, Rangers soaking it up, just staying compact, staying together hoping they would get the chance and, and that's the way it panned out. And that was without Stephen Gerrard there. He was uh, watching at yeah. home, but he was uh, was he on the phone, on the Zoom? Pro probably. Uh, I don't think the first half Rangers were really bang at it. Celtic did dominate in terms of possession. They, they created that one clear-cut chance with Edward. Um, but I thought the second half Rangers came out the traps a lot better. Obviously, Gary Max had a few choice words to say at, at half-time. And they've responded to that and um, they got the vital goal and then they were kind of, they seen the game out well. The difference was the last 15 minutes when Kyogo went through the middle. He caused a bit of um, issues for the Rangers' defence, but overall, it's a win. 
possession doesn't count you've got to score goals how how did they get Kent back to, to what he's what he's best at Barry Is that, would that not be a worry for you if you're Stephen Gerrard that, that his, his form is, has tailed off it's certainly dip Davey but one thing I will say about him I thought his work rate was brilliant yeah. for the team now if he continues to keep doing that at some stage his form will come back I, I think maybe just an arm run about his shoulder uh, yeah. you'd be reluctant to leave him out that's for sure wouldn't you for yeah because sure. yeah. you don't know listen it could just take a, something off his backside go on the goal gets that bit of confidence and then he's back on on form again Scotland Denmark do you want the team give you it next the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Davy Proven loads of your calls coming in Scotland are just over an hour away Denmark against Scotland the World Cup qualifier let's get the Scotland line up Barry yeah listen I could be wrong here but I'm going to go for it yep. Craig Gordon and goals a back three Hanley Cooper and McKenna two wing backs I think Tierney will play right wing back obviously Andy Robertson the captain left wing back a midfield three of Callum McGregor Billy Gilmer and McLean and up top Fraser and Shea Adams on the bench Liam Kelly and Santa Clark the goalkeepers Lyndon Dykes we thought he might play but he isn't Ryan Christie now of Bournemouth Jack Henry who's just moved as well Declan Gallagher Lewis Ferguson David Turnbull Davy. Is that the way you see them line up? The way yeah, Barry reckons? Absolutely. I, I think it's the only way that it, 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 you could put that 11 into a shape. A um, little bit surprised Ryan Fraser gets a nod over Ryan Christie. Mm. You know, Ryan Christie's just got his move. His mind will be in a good place. I thought Ryan Christie would have played. But Ryan Fraser previously ha, has done well. Um, delighted Shea Adams is in. I know, I know Lyndon Dykes gives us a really good target. But for me, Adams is more mobile. He, he turns defenders. He stretches teams. And it might be it might be a night where Scotland are on the back foot and they need a, a good out ball. Shea Adams will give them that. It's a strong team, Barry, isn't it? Yep. You, I mean, you just look at it. You've mm. got Kieran Tierney. You, you know what I think of him. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he can play anywhere. He's that good, mm. Kieran Tierney. Um, Andy Robertson, three experienced centre backs, two that are playing in the, the the Premier League. And Scott McKenna, who's obviously at Nottingham Forest, and then you've got. Obviously, Callum McGregor, Celtic captain, Kenny McLean, he's playing in the, the Premier League now with Norwich and obviously Billy Gilmer is his midfield partner at, at Norwich. So, no, they're still strong. Ryan Fraser and Shea Adams. Um, I, I'm just, I would have liked to have seen Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, as I said, I think they can strike a real good partnership. But look, still a strong, strong start 11. Ryan is on the line. Ryan, good evening. Good evening, how are you doing guys? You're all right? Good, Hi, thanks. Man. How about yourself? We know you're a St. Johnson fan and a big Scotland fan. We'll speak St. Johnson shortly, um, but uh, what about that Scotland line-up then? That's a good line-up. I think that's a, that's a strong statement out there tonight. I uh, was listening there. I, I have got to agree with Barry there. I think I think London would have been uh, a better option there up top with, with Chi Adams because uh, I think he's, um, I'm noticing as well, he's back on form at QPR mm. at the minute. So, um, But... Uh, Here's hoping we can get a good result tonight. Who would have dropped out though if you had played Lyndon Dykes? I would have. I would have put. Uh, would have changed Fraser. Ryan um, Fraser. Put the, yeah. Two, put the top. The two up top. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. But I think. I think um, they'll put Chi, Chi Adams up top. Maybe Fraser just in behind them. So there's plenty of pace anyway. So mm-hmm. here's hoping we can we can do something for, something tonight. What do you think scoreline? I mean, if we got a draw, would be that would be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I would take a draw. I mean, we can't we can't um, underestimate Denmark. They've had an absolute stormer of the Euros. Yeah. Um, everything that went on with them, um, and they'll be right up for it again. And we've got to be at our A game to to show how good we are. Um, if we get a win, absolute bonus. But I'll, I'll happily take a draw over there. Here's Stevie Clark speaking about well, if we could qualify again, because we all remember just some months ago when we qualified for the Euros. Yeah, they, they want to do it again. We want to qualify again. I think in terms of tournament experience, we. We got a little taste of it in the summer. We want to do it again. And obviously the Danes have been successful over a number of years qualifying. They're number one seed for a reason because they're a very good team with very good players. And if we can aspire to be as, as good as the Danes in years to come, that would be that would be a good aspiration. Ryan, you identified them as well. They're one of the, the, the top teams. A few players missing for them, not least Christian Eriksen. But Denmark, how tough do you think it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be tough, especially on their, their backyard. And that's going to be a very tough game but we've just got to go there with a positive mindset and hopefully hopefully get a result because we've got good players as well we can't, mm-hmm. under, we can't underestimate that we've got really good players They're all most of them now are playing in the Premier League so they they, they know most of them so if they just um, stick to their game plan that Steve Clark will set out then hopefully we can maybe sneak a wee win but, but as I said I'll take a draw I'll be happy, quite happy with a draw because mm-hmm. they're an unbelievable team It's a big night could be for the man who was man of the match at Wembley Back in June, Billy Gilmer. And OK, it's been a tough start at Norwich, but they had a really tough few games. But he must be benefiting from playing every week. You Ryan. mean me, yeah? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's you, Ryan. Yeah, you're on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, absolutely. Billy Gilmer's a yeah. sensational talent. He's, I think he'll, because um, he's, he's obviously been nurtured, uh, I think it was 16 that Chelsea had signed him. So he's probably... He's took a few seasons to get used to Chelsea, but now he's he's, he's actually thrown himself in the deep end to go to Norwich and try something new. I'll, I'll, I think it'll take a few weeks for me uh, to get in, but as soon as he's, he's he's ready, he'll be. I'm sure the performances will come again. Hopefully tonight I can see a big performance from him. He looked happy on the on the TV anyway, so Good. here's hoping. Barry, will it be working out for him being with Norwich? Yeah, but look, I, I still think he's good enough to play with with Chelsea. But listen. The Chelsea manager's made a decision that he wants to go and play week in, week out, and he's going to get that at Norwich. And he's going to be under different types of mm. pressures at Norwich. Nor- Norwich are, if I'm being honest, going to struggle down the bottom of the Premier League. Um, so it's different for Billy wanting the ball all the time and having the ball all the time. It's going to be different at, at Norwich. Um, but I think it will do him the world of good. But in terms of that Scotland team, there's 80 players playing in the Premier League mm. down in England. So they're, they're playing top level football. There's only Craig Gordon, Callum McGregor and Scott McKenna are the only ones that don't play in the Premier League. So that should that is a strong enough team um, to hopefully get a point, but it's a big ask for them. Huge ask. Davey, what about Billy Gilmer? Do you think that good move for him at Norwich, completely different kind of game than yeah. it would be at Chelsea? Because that's their model at Norwich, isn't it? They come up for a year or two, go back down, get enough of a parachute payment to come mm-hmm. back up. Yeah, I mean, it's just important that he's playing every week and he wouldn't have got that at, at Chelsea. It's a bit like uh, Nathan Patterson. You know, it was a problem. And to solve the problem, sometimes, you know, the, the, the player has to go out and loan. Billy Gilmer, I think, will take the, the chance with, with both, I was going to say both hands, both feet at Norwich. He'll yeah. um, be up against that a lot of weeks because Norwich are one of the weaker teams in the, in the league. And that in itself will be, will be good for him. But the, the one thing I would guard against is that is putting too much weight on his shoulder. He's not a saviour, you know. And I know he came in against England and was was outstanding man of the match. But you've got to remember, but you know, Billy Gilmer wasn't in the original squad of twenty three. Mm-hmm. Steve Clark didn't think he was ready. So 
got to give him time. He's going to have good games and, and, and bad games, but we shouldn't put too much responsibility on his shoulders. Is Steve Clark too cautious for you, do you think? Yeah, yeah, he has been in the yeah. past. Um, mm. we, we should certainly have started with two up against the, 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 the Czech Republic. Too often, he, I understand why he's gone with one striker tonight against a, a better class of opponent, but against teams like Austria, um, Israel, Czech Republic, um, you know, I, I think we should have gone with two strikers. Ryan, were you happy that the manager and the coach was given a new contract, Stevie Clark, so he should see us uh, through till what twenty twenty four? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think any good football team, whether it's international or club, you need you need a strong foundation behind the scenes. So coaches and managers, they're the ones that that set the tone. So yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm happy with Steve Clark. Cause I don't think um, anybody else would have came in and done a better job at him at the minute. Um, and I think he's just getting a feel for it now that, um, to nurture the younger talents like, your, as you say, your Nathan Parsons, your, your Billy Gilmore's and there'll be another few coming through the, the, the ranks um, before his contract's up. So, yeah, I think we're we're in good stead and as he said in his interview, I hope we're not, it's not too long before we get to another qualifiers. David, do you agree with the contract for Stevie I don't, Clark? I don't agree with the timing, no. I think it's bizarre that, that the SFA have extended his contract, you know, mid-section. You know, with Scotland to lose tonight and lose against Austria, Qatar is more or less gone. Um, it would be very hard, I think, for the SFA under those circumstances, and I hope I'm wrong, to justify extending his, his contract, you know, halfway through a campaign or not even halfway through a campaign. Barry? Yeah, it was strange timing, but I'm sure if Steve Clark offered the contract, he was yeah. grabbing a pen and signing it straight away. He has made a, a, a difference. I do get, look, sometimes I would I would like to see two up top and maybe go for it as David just mentioned there the Euros I think if he looks back that Czech Republic game it was crying out for two um, look Czech Republic were a good team but I don't think they were a top team no. Paul so they were there um, for the for the three points and then you look at the difference when you go down to Wembley and we, we went for it I thought we were a better team in the night and I'm just saying that because I'm Scottish mm. I thought we showed how good we can be so look for me I, I do like Stevie Clark I've got a lot of time for him I do think he's a good coach you know what I mean he doesn't know the, you just need to look where he's he's coached and managed um, he has been at Liverpool's and Chelsea's and worked under top class managers but it's the timing you're talking about Davey you rate him yeah, as a I coach just, I just don't yeah. see the need yeah. for, the, for the SFA to, to take obviously going to cost a right few quid to, to pay him for three years the worry would be that we, we lose tonight lose against Austria Um World Cup in Qatar has gone and they've committed to another three years. Can we talk St Johnson? Ryan, you're a big Saints fan. What a season last year. Yeah. How are you feeling about the window? Jason Kerr, the captain away to Wigan. Ali McCann to Preston for not much more than a million and about half a million for Jason Kerr. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I'm very disappointed to be honest. Mm -hmm. The excitement I've been on here the past couple of weeks of yeah. European football has just been absolutely sucked out of me because um, a lot of Saints fans as well. There is absolutely no getting away from it um, today. That um, the timing, uh, we knew. I knew. I think a lot of Saints fans knew that this was going to happen. But on the last hour and a half of the window, and two of the best players go for to me. A lot of Saints fans are not happy about it for relatively low money. Um, is a blow, a big blow for the club. I think it's a big blow. For the fans, because as I've said, and I think Barry said as well, that, that Ali McCann's worth two and a half, three million all day long, maybe more. 
Um, and the report says that he's went for a million plus add-ons, and that's to me that's 1990s money that, in today's market. You know, um, if St. Johnson want to progress as a team, then if you just look at like I know Rangers are a bigger club and all, all the rest of it, but there's Everton made a bid of five million, and Nathan Parson hasn't played a lot of games, but they obviously highly rate him. Now, if Alan McCann goes down there and Jason Kerr goes is going down there, mm-hmm. and they have both of them have great seasons, then how much has St. Johnson lost out on this now? You know, and yeah. it's just. Mm-hmm. The good factor has now turned into a very not not such a good factor now because obviously we lost and now we've lost sure. two of our best players. It's such a blow, isn't it? Um, and Barry, I, I think it's yeah. a cut price deal. Yeah. I'm being honest mm. with you, one point two million. Mm. Um, I see they brought in Cammy McPherson for some yeah. on loan. He, he's decent. I like him. Mm. And Ali Crawford, remember he was yeah. at Hamilton yep. Ackies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Down at Doncaster and Bolton, yep. um, he's been in loan at a few clubs. So they've brought in a couple of midfielders, but they'll miss Alan McCann. He was a he was a real driving force for the middle of the park. And then plus their big mm. big captain, Indeed. who had a great season last mm. year. The back three, and I'll, I'll add the goalkeeper into that as well. They were massive for them. So two big players have lost St. Johnson. David, I don't know the economics of it. Covid has yeah. hit so many clubs. You look at Aberdeen and Hibs managing to say no. You know, we're not selling players for two million. Yeah, and look at St. Johnson. If if all the people who turned up for the European games went every fortnight to McDermott Park, maybe they wouldn't have to to accept low ball offers for their best players, Paul. But you know, it's um, it's a tough job to run a club like like St. Johnson. Mm. Um, wage bills got to be paid every week. I think the Browns have done a terrific job over the years. Ryan, that's a good point, and I know you go to the games very much. That's a great yeah. point, though, isn't it? You need more people in the area to really get behind them in the way that the the, the people did for the European matches. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if, if we were getting fans like that every week, we'd be probably a bigger club than we are at the minute. Um, but there's no denying that we punch above our weight every year. Yeah. Um, What's your average attendance, but, Ryan? Just normal games. You know, well, our season ticket holders um, yeah. are 2,500 so mm-hmm. we're, we're about 2,900 3,000 fans probably a game depending on the, the opposition if it's Celtic Rangers they obviously bring the massive support Aye, sure. they get the two stands so you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about 7,000, 8,000 um, but 2-3,000 a game sure. and you look it's at not, that it's not great sure 3,000 against what's Aberdeen normally 12 to 14 15,000 for Aberdeen about that Hibs Livingston yeah, were 14,000 I mean, Saturday if they get the yeah. 8,500 they were getting at European games that may allow them to keep yeah. their better players because mm-hmm. um, it mm-hmm. makes a hell of a, a difference to the, the uh, Callum Davison's wage budget but it is what it is and listen I think it was they lost £3 million with no getting into the uh, getting through in yeah. Europe mm-hmm. so maybe they had to go and sell a couple of players but I think I'll be honest with you I think it's going to hurt St Johnson mm-hmm. losing both of them because they were two of their their best players. You can hear it from Ryan and he's so enthusiastic Ryan when you come on it's been a a magical well six, nine months for you isn't it with the League Cup and then the Scottish Cup and then Europe Galatasaray you just wonder what the effect will be Ryan now with those two going and then totally out of Europe that's such a pity. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely right as you can hear my voice a lot of St. Johnson fans have woken up this morning and going what has just happened like there was no explanation there wasn't yeah, we got another striker in late last night, but it, there's a lot of loan signings that's came in. And it's just like, well, did they really have a plan here? They, they knew this was coming, mm-hmm. um, and obviously the low ball offers. It's kind of sickened me. It's sickened a lot of the St. Johnson fans, and as well, and not just Saints. I, I mean, even I looked at the transfer window last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan Christie going to Bournemouth as well. I thought that was awfully low, 
And it's just, as Barry said, me and Barry have talked about this before, that Scottish clubs really need to, not, I know that some clubs are different, but stop accepting low-ball offers. Because we want, we want to get better as a, as, a, as a whole in Scotland. We want to produce better players. But if we keep low-balling offers, then we can't. I don't think we can go to the next levels, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. we won't, Scotland will keep back For sure. in terms of money. Yeah, and David, it goes back to what you said at the top of the show. The day that uh, you know a Celtic star is going to Bournemouth yeah. in the Championship in front of what twelve thousand. Astonishing, yeah, but yeah. it tells you the strength of the moment of the English game in comparison. Mm. And you know, I, I really don't know how we how we strengthen the Scottish game to and get it to a place where we don't have to accept variety offers for our, our better players because it's it's been happening for years. And even you know even. Some of the better offers. Cairn Tierney, 25 million. What would Arsenal get from now? Yeah. They get three times that now. Mm. He's the best player, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he didn't become he didn't become their best player. No. You know, because he signed for Arsenal and has improved so yeah. much down there. You know, he arrived at Arsenal as a top, top player. Absolutely. Barry, can it ever change? You know, that, that we are valued. The Scottish players are valued in, in England. That's why it's a That's yeah. why clubs come into our league. Because they know they can get a bargain. Um, mm-hmm. you, you look at Alan McCann for instance 1.2 million we spoke about it on Friday mm-hmm. I would take nothing less than 2 million quid f- for an Alan McCann um, and like Kieran Tierney going down the Arsenal for 25 million he's 80-90 million pound mm-hmm. now and Ryan Barry was going to loan him back to you if Barry was in charge at I Rangers I thought that would have been the best option yeah. I, 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 I would, yeah. if he was going at that Absolutely. sort of price I would have if I was Rangers, go in mm. 1.2 million pound. Take them, give give them 500 grand up front, and say, look, have them for the season, and we'll give you the rest at the end of the season. Because um, you want to see the, mm. the good young players stay in our league, but we've lost them to Preston Championship. I mean, I don't know Preston normally. I don't think they've been in the playoffs for a number of years. They, they normally finish mid table. Mm-hmm. Frankie McAvoy did some good business there. Right, Ryan, before you go then, Scotland, you love your Scotland as well. And I yep. think we've all got a soft spot for St. Johnson, mind you, after the last year you've had. So we hope that turns out well for you. Right, what about Scotland tonight? What's your prediction? I'm going to go, I think there's going to be goals in this game tonight. I think there's going to be a 2-2 draw. Oh, going for the 2-2. That would do us, absolutely. <laughs> Barry and Davy are smiling. Listen, keep smiling, Ryan. We hope to speak to you soon. Good luck. I'll try. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank Thank you. you. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Latest news in the Champions League, the Glasgow City women's. They're playing against Servette and it's nil-nil so far. So Champions League second round, good luck to them. Glasgow City have done so well in recent years. And of course, time after time winning the title. Uh, Our own Leanne Crichton is gone from them. She's at Motherwell, of course, but we wish the Glasgow City women's team all the best. Servette against Glasgow City, nil-nil at the moment. And a big mention to Scotland's Kim Little of Arsenal. She's retired today from international duty. 140 caps, 59 goals, Barry. That takes some doing, isn't it? It's phenomenal. Yeah, and she's a a central midfielder. Um, So... That's a fair return, 59 goals for Kim Little. Um, and I'm surprised she retired. Uh, she's only so 31. Good. But listen, she's made the decision. She's been a, a good player for Scotland or a top player, should I say. 
Davey, it's always feisty in here with Leanne Crichton yeah. and, and Barry. And, and Leanne's doing brilliantly. She's had a great career, still playing, yeah. gone to Motherwell. It'll be different. But in the media, she's one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoy working with her. I'm surprised yeah. how clued up she was. She put me in my place a few times. Yes, she Fell does. my own good lady. Indeed. <laughs> she, she keeps us absolutely right. And uh, you too, Barry. But she yeah, knows so much about good. the game. Ah, yeah. oh, ding-dongs. Yeah, she disagrees have. with you, yeah, like which is that. what we like. Yeah. Uh, so, so she's Scott, in the dark side now she's in, coaching sorry she's <laughs> sorry. coaching <laughs> yeah I, of course coaching as well yep. that'd be a big difference for her won't it yeah, yeah she was saying that she's been it's taken her back a wee bit because mm-hmm. she's doing coaching and still obviously trying to play for for Motherwell um, so she's uh, she was finding it tough but she'll get there you had to do that at Blackpool yeah did you no, do I a bit of both? no had no, you completely retired yeah I had uh-huh. been told that was uh that was enough. Did you ever have to do it? Did you Clyde or anything? Were you completely no. gone by then? No. no one. Did you ever have to do playing and coaching? No, I think it's no. impossible to do. Did you? Yeah. And I see that uh, Marvin has found the same thing virtually, hasn't mm-hmm. he? At Livingston. I, I don't think he's featured so far. He's still registered, but he's now assistant manager. Yeah, I think you've got to choose. You either want to be a coach and manager, still play. Yeah, I don't think you can do do both um, I know it happened years ago with Sunis when he came up to, to Rangers there's, there's been a few in the past um, but I, I don't think it works 0808 17 17 700 Scotland in action that's less than an hour until kick-off Barry you've got how you reckon Scotland will line up tonight against Denmark yeah I, I think Kieran Tierney will get into the, the wing back right wing back so it'll be Craig Gordon and goals Kieran Tierney Grant Hanley Liam Cooper Scott McKenna and Andy Robertson Midfield three, Callum McGregor, Billy Gilman, Kenny McLean, and up top, she Adams with Ryan Fraser just off him. Davy, the lineup. What do you make of it? It's a good, it's a good strong team. Um, I, I think the, the biggest decision was whether to play two strikers or, or one up and one off. He's gone with one up, one off. You, you can debate that one whether Ryan Christie should have been in there instead of Ryan Fraser, whether they should have gone two up. But um, it's a strong Scottish team. You know, if you look at the clubs they're all playing at. It's a very, very good Scottish team. And Andy Robertson, Liverpool, and our captain had an injury a few weeks ago, but he's managed to shake it off and he signed a, a new bumper contract at Liverpool. That must be a boost for him. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's. I don't think Andy needs the, the money now, but I think his attitude is, is just fabulous. Um, uh, by all accounts, he goes out of his way. Any new boys come into the squad, he's all over them, making sure they're feeling comfortable, feeling, feeling at home. But he did it well in the Euros, didn't he, as the captain? Yeah, but I think in terms of Andy Robertson, he's a great example of any young kids who get let go. He got let go at 16 from Celtic, um, and then he, he went and done it the hard way, Queen's Park, got his move to Dun United, down to Hull City, and look at him now. Premier League winner, Champions League winner, captain in his, his country. Um, I, I love seeing stories like that. So, listen, he deserves his contract. He's been a, a mainstay in that Liverpool team. Could he eventually come back to... Scotland in a few years time to one of the big clubs Queen's Park <laughs> back to where he started <laughs> the way it's going Barry you'll be up against them uh, uh, this season uh, what about Aloha I want to ask you about that because the transfer window is tough for you know the premiership teams but for you what's it like yeah uh, it's just a case of waiting on the the teams above us and the league's doing business mm-hmm. and then it kind of is a snowball effect people become available um, so we were trying to get a, a deal done yesterday and it wasn't ha- it was on it was off and we just completed it um, an hour or two ago so um, it's not been announced yet but mm-hmm. we got them we've been chasing them now for about two weeks right. so the club done business um, late last night so it was too late for us to get it done so we've got who one. does that for you Barry is that the chairman or the owner the secretary the, the secretary yeah, we've got, I've got two 
uh, secretaries. Right. Um, so I was on at them, annoying them <laughs> all day yesterday, <laughs> yeah. all night. Uh, and then I was back on the phone to them this morning, but eventually we got it done. Uh, so yeah, because Mike Mulraney, of course, you're, uh, you're, you're chairman, SFA, vice president. Yeah, he's been I, great, I'll be honest with you. He's backed us because um, I've, I've not had the full... The, the, the full squad to pick yep. from obviously mm. Covid and injuries it's, yep. it's, mm. it's not been great but that's the same for a lot of clubs so I'm not complaining but hopefully in the next week I'll be able to have everybody available so we've made a good signing today who will definitely strengthen the team and that signing is you'll tell us tomorrow yeah, it's it, not been announced sure, yet. So. I know. Davey, I thought that. He's not telling us, is he? Unbelievable. Go Radio Football Show. Here's another story <laughs> I've missed. <laughs> um, so, news came in just about half an hour ago. We gave it to you. This is uh, serious stuff about the COVID uh, passport that people need, the vaccine certification announcement. First Minister announced this afternoon there'll be more news on this. It looks as though by the end of September we will need uh, the vaccine certification. What does it mean for football? It looks as though... Um, if it's over 10,000, crowds of over 10,000 outdoors, you'll have to prove that you are double vaccinated, as I understand it here. So the response from the joint SFA and SPFL, um, nonetheless, they're saying we've today raised concerns on the considerable unintended consequences of implementing a certification process without sufficient time or appropriate IT infrastructure in place. David, you've had a quick look at this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think that's a problem. It's the time. Um, I don't think the clubs I don't think the app is up and, and running I mean the Scottish mm. Government have been promising this app at the moment I think it's a, it's a paper it's a piece of paper it's like a mm. certificate certainly that, that's what myself and, and my, my wife have mm. um, it should be an app you've got an app in, in England that you can show on your phone yeah. um, the Scottish Government have been promising us one this month so the sooner it comes out the better um, because otherwise I mean if you think all the season ticket holders that have, have paid good money again this season. And if the crowds were restricted again, I mean, you, surely clubs can't possibly say to them, no, you can't get into the ground. Of course. Barry, at Wembley, I had to, I had it on, on my phone. I had the paper saying I'm double vaccinated, but I also asked for a copy of it and I had that. But I, I know, as I understand it, that the app isn't ready. Yet again, look, we know we're dealing with a pandemic and who would want to be in charge of the country? It must be difficult, but this could have a big impact on Scottish football. Yeah, in terms of, I mean, you just look at that, 10,000 people in attendance, um, it could be cut again. So I think the message from the, the National Clinical Director is get both vaccines um, and then you can get into get into the games. We spoke about it, I've spoke to our players about it and um, we, I get the list yesterday, so we've got the vast majority of the boys vaccinated. We're just waiting on guys who have had their first vaccination. Obviously, you've got that window where you need to wait for the second one, so... I'm sure more, more people will, will look at this and, and make sure they get double vaccinated. The Joint Response Group is saying we ask Scottish ministers to carefully consider the unintended consequences of certification, especially in such a short time frame. And they're requesting a meeting with the government to discuss the matter and its implications for clubs prior to a parliamentary vote. Yeah. So, in, the, in the meantime, yeah. you know, get vaccinated. We need everybody vaccinated. That, that's the way out of this. Couldn't agree more. The UK, we've done brilliantly um, ahead of most countries to get this. It's the way yeah, I, I said to my, yeah. My, yeah. my daughter, she's only 19. Mm -hmm. um, that's her been double vaccinated. She got her last one there on in, in Monday morning. Um, so it's important that 
obviously in the herd, it's important that you get it of done. Of course, and so, help out the health service, the, yeah. the, the great nurses and doctors and people who have been yeah. working. I mean, they must be exhausted. A year and a half of this, uh, the way out is to get uh, the vaccination, double vaccination. Okay, messages coming in about the match tonight. So Denmark against Scotland. Miko is on saying, listen, it's still a strong looking team despite the call-offs. Big ask away from home uh, against Denmark, but he would be chuffed with a point. What would you say I'd, to Miko? <laughs> I'd be absolutely delighted with a point. I'd take a point right now. Who are the key men for us tonight, David? Just looking at that team, and we, we mentioned some of them. Well, the the, yeah. the 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 front players, obviously, Paul. I mean, the, the the guys at the back are going to be under pressure. But Shea Adams, Canny Nick as a goal. Ryan Fraser did really well off Lyndon Dykes at, at Hamden on the one occasion where he he played that role. Mm. Um, it's it's a good Scottish team, but I'm I'm with Barry. I mean. If, if we could get a point there tonight, I think it would be up there with the, the Wembley result. And you think we might do it? We might just, maybe? Or... My, my, yeah, heart, my heart says we'll nick course. a point. My head says something different. Well, we'll find out tonight uh, what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite a week for Scotland, Barry. How many points do you reckon we're going to get over the next week? Well, so, <sighs> Moldova three. will beat them. Yeah. No doubt about it. Austria, tough one. Are they beatable? Of course they are. Um, they've got good, some good players you've seen that in the Euros you've seen that in the previous game we played them at Hamden it's a winnable game um, I think we're capable of getting six points could get six wow yes. that would be terrific David do you think it's possible well, six, six would yeah. be unbelievable mm. um, I, I, I think if we get well we're going to get three in, in the middle game mm. um, I think five points would be terrific have you been to Qatar before either of you no, been over there? no World no. Cup it would be never get the invite from Andy Gray. Never, never no, get the invite. No, of course not. Yeah, Richard Keys he used to go to his yeah. golf day, but he'd never get the invite for Qatar. I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> Patched you on that one. I think the phrase is. <laughs> Davy, we'll see you soon. Thanks very much. Bye. We'll sure, be back on Friday night with Rob and Rob is here. Uh, tomorrow night with Craig Moore and more tomorrow evening. Thanks to James. Thanks to everyone who called in. Appreciate all the calls and all the comments. Good luck to Scotland tonight. We're back tomorrow on Go Live at Five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.